0: This morning, Lord, give us the grace to trust you more. Praise God. Every episode of our lives should lead us to a place where we learn to trust Jesus more. Praise the Lord. Amen. Shall we look to God's word? Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. Daniel 1, 8. Familiar words to all of us? So we'll look together to Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. Amen. Father, we are grateful to you this morning for your word. We pray that you will speak to our hearts. We pray that you will deposit your counsel into each and every one of us. May your name be glorified in this house. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them in the name of Jesus. And we take victory in Jesus' name and God's people said, Amen. Amen. Please be seated. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drinks. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Today's message is titled, Yes and No. Yes and No. No, praise the Lord. The life of Daniel is very interesting as we have heard, studied, and learned over and over again. The word of God continues to give as we continue to glean through God's word. In every day, in every culture, in every age, we can look into God's word And the word of God will give us the kind of direction that we need to take in our own life. God's word is so unique in its settings, so unique in its nature, that in every day and age you and I can apply the scriptures to our lives and be governed by them so that God's purpose concerning our lives are fulfilled. Daniel is a man who had strong commitments, strong conviction, and a man of courage. Praise the Lord. If you were to characterize his life, you can use four words to characterize his life. Number one, he was a man who purposed. Number two, he was a man who prayed. Number three, he was a man who practiced. Number four, he was a man who who prophesied. Praise the Lord. The words that we read it says, and Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. Praise God. As the uh, the book opens before us, we see that he is taken as a captive from his homeland into a foreign country. And all of a sudden, everything around him changes. His world collapses. His world comes crashing down. When our world comes crashing down, that's when we, are, we come to a point where we can look into our lives and ask ourselves how strong we are, how strong is our commitments and our convictions. When everything is working well and good for us, We are sailing smooth. None of these things tend to affect us. Neither do we give much thought to our commitments. Neither do we give much thought to the strength of our conviction. But God has a way of shaking the world around us just to bring to light the strength and the weakness that we possess in our lives. As this scripture unfolds before us, we see that the Babylonian king has come to Jerusalem and he has taken captives, people from Jerusalem. And Daniel's life and his friend's life, they had royal background or they were descendants of the nobles from Jerusalem. And they are taken, stripped away, everything is stripped away from them. Their nobility is stripped away from them. Their parents are taken away from them. Their homeland is taken away from them. And they are found in a setting that is totally new to them at the mercy of their captors. Praise God. It is in such a setting we see that Daniel and his friends We're willing to stand for their conviction. Praise the Lord. So they find themselves in a strange land, and the king is graceful, shall we say graceful, to take some of the best young men from Jerusalem and put them through a mentorship program or through a training program. They were the apprentice that was put into a program where they can be developed and their skills and their abilities could be tapped into for the welfare and the progress of the nation that they were in. In such a setting, being a captive, they could be in a place where they can think that they are at the mercy of their captors and would have to reprogram themselves in such a way that they would just simply go along with everything that is demanded of them. And so they find themselves in the palace in this particular program that the king has initiated and part of the program was they would get an allotment A food supply from the king's royal table. Praise God. It is at this point we see that the Bible says, And Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defy himself with the food and the drink that was offered unto him. Praise God. See, think with us for a second. The purpose or the resolve that he had in his heart was so strong that he was willing to take a stand for what he believed. Praise God. What was the resolve that he had? The resolve that he had was that he would not defile himself. Praise God. In every day and age, one of the challenges that the children of God Faces, regardless of how old you are or how young we are, praise God. Age is age is not a concern here. When it comes to contamination, when it comes to defiling, when it comes to corruption, it does not discriminate. Based on age, based on our upbringing, based on who and what we are. Praise God. The only way you can resist, resist contamination is by taking a stand in the very word which can secure you, which can keep you from any kind of contamination. Here we see Daniel purposed in, it, in his heart that he would not defile himself. Praise God. When you think about the matter at hand, it looks so trivial. It looks so silly. It's a matter of food and drink. But Daniel was raised up in a godly home where the scriptures were imparted into his life as a very young man. Daniel, when he was growing up, perhaps he went through a time of revival which was initiated by King Josiah. And it seems that this revival had an influence upon him. His parents were able to effectively impart the truth of God's word into his life. The effect effectiveness of the impartation of God's word, the effectiveness of the impartation of the timeless truth of God becomes evident in our lives when we go through a season of testing, when we go through a season of trials, when we go through a season where there are challenges all around. That's when we are are led to discover how effective the word has been implanted within us and how strong our convictions are. Daniel, it was a matter of the dietary laws. Praise God. Now, he can have a lot of rational or logical way of reasoning. He can think, hey, I am at the mercy of the king. I am privileged to have someone give me a chance to come up to a higher level in this strange country. But Daniel did not consider any of those things, but rather decided to bank. On the principles of God's word. Praise God. And he said, I am purposing in my heart that I will not defile myself with what the king has to offer. Praise God. Number one, for a child of God, it is important to know the word of God. And to stand on the word of God to have a strong resolve and determination in your life, in my life, that we have to purpose that we would allow the word to dictate our life and thereby govern and conduct our life in a way that is pleasing to God. Praise God. We serve a holy God and the holy God requires that his people... Have a life that is pleasing to him. Praise God. Here he says I'm not going to defile myself. So number one he makes a resolve in his heart. Number two what he has determined in his heart. He communicates to those people who are about him. And the Bible says this is what it says. And he requested to the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Think about it. People who have a say-so over your life demands that you need to do something which is contrary to your belief, contrary to the scriptures, contrary to the word of God. Can you imagine the pressure that will come upon you imagine yourself at your workplace where your boss is telling you to do something which is wrong which is wrong according to the scripture the pressure that you will face put yourself among your peers among your among your friends and all of a sudden if your friends were to ask you to do something that which is contrary to the scripture the pressure that you and I will face to resist it, to resist it see normally everyone likes to take the least resistance resistant path in their lives the least resistant path regardless of where we are because that makes things easier but for a child of God God expects us to allow God's word to govern to dictate our conduct and our business. Praise God. In this context here it was a small thing. It was a trivial thing. It was a matter of food and drink. But Daniel resolved that he's not going to be defiled because he realized That a small compromise in his life can lead to bigger compromises in our lives. We need to understand what sets up our downfall is quite often small mistakes in our lives. And what sets us up for greatness in life is also small steps of success in life. Praise God. So as children of God, every day you and I will face test in our lives. And the victory in small test, the victory in small test will create within us a trust to lean on him for strength and grace to march forward. You and I cannot be defeated. Be a big failure in small tests in our life. And expect to become overcomers in greater tests in life. In the life of Daniel and the young man that was with him. We see that this was a beginning for them. And this led to greater tests and greater trials in life. Praise God. Hey, young men, old and young alike. Let me tell you. When nobody is watching us, the test that goes through our lives will determine the heights that we will climb in our life, in our walk with Jesus. Praise God. Imagine. Daniel and his friends are in the palace. And who is watching over them? Nobody is scrutinizing their lives. Their parents are not there to scrutinize their lives. Those who govern their lives, those who watched over them are not with them anymore. But they allowed the word of God that was implanted within them to govern their conduct and their conviction as children of God, you and I should come to a place where where we will allow the word of God to govern our conducts and our convictions. Praise God. He's saying I will not defile myself with what the king has to offer. Perhaps it was something that was offered to the idols or much more than that According to the law, in the time that was applicable for them, it was food that was deemed uh, unclean. It was not kosher for them. But even in that small test, Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself. This morning, the question that you and I need to ask ourselves is, is there any areas in our lives where you and I are being defiled? Praise the Lord. That's a serious question that we need to ask ourselves. Regardless of who we are, how old we are, how young we are, we need to ask ourselves whether our life is being defiled by anything that the world has to offer. And defiling can take place in different realms. Quite often, defiling is only visible to the world when the defiling takes place on the external. But in the life of a child of God, the defilement takes takes place deep down in their heart, deep down in their minds. You and I have to protect ourselves from everything that will contaminate our minds. And none of us are exempt. From that contamination. Because the world is constantly throwing fiery darts at us. To contaminate our thought realms. Because if the enemy can get hold of our thought realms. He is able to put a stake. To put a stronghold in our minds. In our hearts. And thereby able to govern able to control our life and our lifestyle therefore you and I have to protect our minds protect our hearts from anything that has a possibility of contaminating our lives so the question is is there anything that is defiling our lives praise God it is so easy in this day and age for our minds to be corrupted For our thought realm to be contaminated by the things of the world. Praise God. Only you and I know how is our thought life when we are by ourselves. Praise God. And of course, the Spirit of God knows who we are behind closed doors. Who we are when nobody is watching us. Who we are when nobody sees us. Praise God. God wants you and I to be people of character. Praise the Lord. Character, as Spurgeon puts it, character is the person when, when who you are when no one is watching you. Praise God. When we are by ourselves, when we are all by ourselves and no eyes are looking at us, who are we? Praise the Lord. What governs our conducts? What governs our choices? What governs our decisions? We ought to ask ourselves this question. Many lives are brought down because there is a failure in the thought realm. As I have often expressed this from this pulpit, you and I should cover our mind realm. Praise God. Make sure that the enemy does not affect our thought life. What we ought to do, we need to employ filters to our thought realm. Just like you and I have filters that will keep away unwanted viruses from our computers and from our laptops. Likewise, you and I have to have filters around our thought life so that the enemy does not have an inroad into our thought life. Our life has to be, our thought life has to be filtered by the sun filter. Jesus filter. The scripture filter. The spirit filter. In other words, allow our thought life to be filtered by the holy scripture so that anything and everything cannot enter our thought realm. Praise God. Keep our minds pure. If we can keep our minds pure, we are able to win the battle. Praise God. If we are able to keep our thought life holy in the sight of God, praise God. Our ways, our walk, everything will align itself. I cannot be one way up here and expect to walk a walk that is pure and holy and acceptable in the sight of God. I might be able to put up a show for quite some time, but eventually I will falter. But a life that is kept pure and holy in the mind realm will automatically reflect in every realms of our life. So the question this morning is, praise the Lord. Is there anything that defiles our life? Praise God. Ask yourself this question and this morning may the Holy Spirit help us to come to a place where we will say, Lord if there is anything that's defiling my life, help me to overcome that. Praise the Lord. How is your life when you are by yourself? How is your life when you're surfing the net? How is your life when you're on the tablet, when you're on the iPad, when you're on the phone? What are the sites that you are visiting? Praise God. Would you allow your spouse to look at the sites that you are visiting? Would you allow your parents to look at the sites that you are visiting would you allow your parents or your spouse to look at the history of the sites that you've been going to how many of us are grateful that you can always go and erase and delete the history how many of you guys know how to do it nobody knows you guys are in trouble Again, I can hear somebody say, Pastor, just keep quiet. Please don't say that. No. Anything that can contaminate our life, we need to do what? We need to put in place certain security measures. Praise the Lord. Give your passwords to your spouses. Can you do that? We should be able to do it. I'm honestly telling you, we should be able to do it. You know, your spouse should not, you should not feel restricted or you should not feel intimidated. Your spouse should be able to go to every site that you are going. And if you cannot stand that test, what does that mean? Some people say, I don't want you to be in my business. Well, if you're a husband and wife, there's only one business. There's no two business. It's only one business between you two. God expects every husband and wife to continue to grow, bloom, blossom in their love, in their relationship, be vibrant in their relationship, and anything that stands in the way should be eliminated. If you feel that you need to keep these things away from your spouse, I don't know if I'm rubbing you the wrong way. My intention is not to rub you the wrong way. My intention is to bring you to a place where you are right with God and right in the place where God has set you. Praise God. Every family in the church should continue to bloom and blossom. And there should not be nothing that's hidden from the spouse. And the same thing applies between parents and children. Might not be a very popular thing to say it. But me as a husband, if I have secret things going behind my wife's back, then I as a father, you think I can demand that from my child? I could exert it, but that won't be right. So you and I need to come to a place where we have security measures. And we encourage, you know, if you have a laptop, if you have a computer, and you're at home, you know, put yourself in a place where others can watch you. Hey, So as soon as the service is over, I'll expect the kids to go up to their parents and say, this is my password. <laughs> and as soon as I say amen here, the, the women are walk, going to walk up to the men and say, honey, here's my password. And the men are going to walk up to their wives and say, hey, here is my password. You can look at it, you know. By the way, here is a history for the last three years that I've been visiting. Or erase it and let's start it all over today. What are we saying? Purposing in our heart that we will not defile ourselves. That's all what we are saying. So Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself by what the king had to offer. What the world has to offer. Today that the world has a lot of things to offer that will capture and captivate your mind. And the Bible says our minds and our thoughts have to be captivated by the love of Christ. Bring every thought captive to the the obedience of Jesus Christ. That's what is expected of. That's when you and I are able to live the full life that God has called us out to be. That's when God, you and I are able to live and tap into the abundance of life. Guys, yes. Moving on. Victory begins when you purpose in your heart. This This is where it begins. When you purpose in your heart. Victory begins. It's put into motion. Praise God. So, Daniel, he did what? He purposed in his heart. Where did he get such high standards from? Yes, just like I said, the parents imparted into the children. Our children are so precious, they are so special. The other day, I was talking to some young couples in our church, and I was so impressed. That the way that they were thinking, they were so aware of everything that's going around in our culture, in our society that we live in, that they were actually worried and be, be, they have become proactive in, into guarding the future of their children. Wow! I was so impressed. I said, wow, praise God for such parents. Amen! And it tells me also that their parents have done a good job on them. Praise God. So you and I have to come to a place where we are aware of what's going on around us. How the society is trying to make inroads into the lives of our children. Inroads into the lives of the future of our children. And take proactive measures to guard them. To insulate them. And one way to insulate them is to import the word of God into them as they are growing up. Because you and I are not going to be walking after them. The word has to be in them so that the world will govern and conduct their life and their business as they grow up. It's a challenge. Praise God. And guys, girls every small victory that we experience in our lives sets us up for the next level of test and it sets us up for the next level of victory you see that very clear from the life of these hebrew boys it started trivial with food and drinks but it set them up for Greater things when it came to the realm of worship, when it came to the realm of sovereignty to God, when it came to the realm of prayer, they could stand their ground because they had developed their conviction over the course of time by winning small battles in their lives. Praise the Lord. May God help us to do so. You know what the enemy tries to do? Let me just finish it up. I have only six minutes. And I'll make this quick. What the enemy tries to do is strip us off of our identity. Praise God. We have a unique identity in Christ Jesus. You and I are the children of God. Praise God. That is our primary identity. Identity. And what the enemy tries to do is strip us off our identity. And that's exactly the method that King Nebuchadnezzar employed. The first thing he does is he strips them of their identity. He changes their name. You know their name Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Haz, Hazariah had unique names. It was associated to their God. Daniel means God is judge. Hananiah means the Lord is gracious. Mishael means none, none is like God. Azariah said the Lord is my help. So every time they were called out, the message was reinforced. I thank God for our parents in this church. The godly names that you put. Not every one of them might be biblical names, but the, the names carry a meaning. And so when you do so, you also let your children know what that means. Don't just simply give a name. You tell them what that means. You tell them why you picked that name. You tell them what that name means so that the message, what you in Is reinforced in their lives again and again and again as you call them. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yes? So, what did they do? The first thing that they did was they stripped them of their identity and gave them a new identity. This is what Daniel was named Daniel was named Balthasar. It meant whom. Bel favors the prince of Bel who was the god of the Babylonians. Hananiah lost his name which means God is gracious and he got a new name. Shadrach which means illumined by the sun god Shad. Hananiah lost his name. Uh, Mishael lost his name which means God is great. To Meshach which, is, which meant who is like Shak, the goddess of love. Azariah lost his name, which meant God is my helper, to abate go the servant of Nego, the fire god. Well, Nebuchadnezzar could only strip off the name, but they could not strip off the nature of God and his word that was implanted in them. That's why we give so much premium to learning, to teaching, to meditation of God's word. Because it it builds us up from the inside out. So they could strip their names, but they could not strip their real identity. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Who are you and me? on the inside. You and I are the children of God. You and I are the prince and the princesses of God. You and I are the sons and daughters of the Most High. That's who we are. Praise the Lord. And don't let the world tell you and I differently. The next thing that the world did was help them to think differently. In other words, change their ideology. What does that mean? Well, Nebuchadnezzar said, bring these guys, let them immerse them, saturate them in the teachings of the Chaldeans. Let them learn the language. Let's learn the literature. Let's let, let them learn everything is good. You and I need to be wise according to the worldly standards. But those standards should not compromise our faith values, should not compromise our convictions in God's word. That's it. So they wanted them to think differently. And that's what the world does. The world wants us to think differently. But you and I need to learn to think according to the word of God. Allow the word of God to, to rekindle, to reprogram our thinking. The world has a standard and God's word has a standard. The world's standard is quite often loose and immoral. And the word of God has a higher standard. So we need to learn to think according to the standards of God's word. Praise the Lord. And allow that standard to dictate our lives. Praise God. We see that they wanted to indoctrinate them or to change the way that they think. But they had already learned from the very childhood to think the way God wanted to think. All the more important, to safeguard our mind, our thought realms, and program it according to the word of God. Praise God. When the world says, act like us, think like us, do things according to our pattern... You and I need to reprogram ourselves according to the word of God so that we can be victorious That's the only way we can save God ourselves from being defiled by the world and the worldly system. That's it. Otherwise, it's not possible. So Daniel decided that this is it. I am going to make sure that I am not going to defile myself with what the king has to offer. And that decision that day took him. To great lengths. It dictated and it reprogrammed his life. Do you know what the Bible says? The first words, first chapter, the last words, that Daniel was in place till the reign of, this, of King Cyrus. You know? Theologian says that, that he was in place in a high position through different administration. When the kingdoms ed- shook, the empire shook, when there was shift of power taking place all over the place, there was one person who was highly sought out. There was one person who was still in place and it was all initiated by the small step that he took and he was victorious because you know what the Bible says? The Bible says, and God gave him favor with that person who was going to make who had a say so upon his life praise God and God gave them wisdom understanding praise God ability to interpret dreams and vision and God gave them you know we are people who receive grace in abundance from God you know We don't get things because of what we have done. But let me tell you, you can also evoke some blessings from God based on the stance and the the, the conviction that you stand for. Here, that's what you see. Everything is against them. But they took a stand for God's word. When they say no to the king of Babylon. That's because they said yes to the king almighty. Every time you say no to the world. You are saying yes to Jesus. And every time you and I say yes to the worldly system, yes to the contamination, yes to the corruption, yes to the compromise, you are saying no to God. That's why I titled this message, Yes and No. Praise God. Daniel said no, and whereby he was saying, Yes, Lord, I say amen to what you say. Praise God. You look at any mighty men of God who have fallen. You will see that they did not fall overnight. It was slow, gradual deterioration of character. Eroding of values. Eroding of faith values. Eroding of Their conviction in God's word is the slow deterioration. Take any man from the Bible. Take any men and women of God. We all stand because of the grace of God. I know that about myself. Praise God. But let me tell you, praise God. The downfall of mighty men have come because of small erosion that went unchecked in their lives. Solomon was the most wisest man who lived on the face of the earth. Most wisest man. You know how his downfall came? With all the wisdom, with all the glamour, with all the glory, with all the riches and wealth and everything that he had, how did his downfall come? Slow, slow erosion. Deuteronomy chapter 17. God, when he gave the laws to the, to, to the children of Israel, told them specifically that the king was not allowed to go to Egypt and get horses. The horses were, of Egypt were the best ones. Solomon, in his pomp, in his pride, in his glory, decided to cut corners. Do the smallest thing. It's a big deal. After all, I am the most... Richest man on the face of the earth, most wisest man on the face—a small thing. He went to Egypt, got horses from there. The next thing the Bible says is that he started making alliances with everyone. And as the horses continued to increase, so did his wives and concubines. And the Bible says eventually they turned his heart away from God to idols. Unbelievable. If you were to ask Solomon the first day when he was enthroned or the day that God appeared to him and gave him wisdom, he would never in all of his wisdom forecast an end that was like that. But it started with small compromise. When the Holy Spirit calls us out on our smallest compromise, please don't get offended. He is only trying to help you from greater damages and consequences in our lives. Praise God. Daniel resolved, and he saw nothing but success in his life. Let me conclude here. One of the redwoods in California, giant big tree that stood for 400 years, came down and people wanted to know why it came down. It stood for 400 years against storms, against every kind of natural calamity. What brought this giant redwood down? And when they went and did a careful inspection, they found out that for years, beetles, the tiny beetles, have been eating on the interior fiber of the bark And over the course of their time, they had consumed so much of the fiber that kept it strong that one fine morning, the giant redwood came crashing down. Small compromises of our lives will set us up for a downfall. Let's pray, Lord, help me to become an overcomer. One purpose in your heart that you will not defile yourself. Number two, look at things from the lens of God's word. Number three, stand for your conviction and may the Lord help you to become an overcomer. Every time you say no to the world, you're saying yes to the word. Praise God. Every time you're saying no to God, you're saying yes to the world. Father, we thank you and we praise you for your word. Lord, we yield our lives to you, Father. Help us to live a life that is pleasing to you, Lord. When we are constantly being bombarded with the pressure to please the people around us, give us the grace, we pray, that we will become pleasers of God. In Jesus' name we pray.